Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Ben. Boy, boy, boy. <laughs> and you know us. We're just a washed up goalie and a washed up comedian that do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Ben, on today's podcast, we're going to talk about maybe a little bit late for most people as anyone downloading this podcast. We recorded this on Saturday, May 8th. You're yeah. downloading it on Sunday, May 9th. And this situation happened a couple days ago. But it's been a situation that's been building. And this is the Tom Wilson hit yeah. situation. And, and Chris, I think it's good that we waited, A, because there was so much stuff going on. But B, just because emotions were so high. Yeah. Like, it's good to just kind of give it a little time and then actually try to have a really objective conversation about it. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that me and you, not only did we want to wait, but we kind of had to because both me and you have relocated this week and you've left D.C. for San Francisco. I've left my house in Salt Lake City to be homeless on the road living out of my van until we can sort out our paperwork for Denmark. So I'm I'm a hobo for a couple months, you know, kind of don't hate it. When you said we were washed up, you meant like not in reality because you're living out of a van. Yeah, I'm living out of a van. So I've been on a bunch of campsites, Dinosaur National Monument, Pineview Reservoir, over in, I think, Weber County, Utah, for a couple nights. And yeah, it's been a blast. But, you know, we wanted to get the session recorded in, so I jumped into a hotel. I, I mean, yeah, that's I, my joke was washed up because you hadn't showered. Oh, no, I get it. Yeah, and I stank. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely I could think. smell you through the microphone. I'm sure you could because it, <laughs> you know, it was probably not only the few days of living on the road without a shower, but all the chaos for the last couple of days just to get out of the house. I think I f- forgot. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I smell. So when I finally was able to shower last night, I felt like a new man. I tell you what. But watching this whole thing unfold, well, I've just seen people like you've been texting me. I see the Twitter battles going on. I mean, this is one of the most talked about things in the NHL in recent memory. I even watched, like I said, me and you were able to watch a couple videos, get a lot of different people's perspectives on a situation. And literally, this is one show. I, I won't name the show, but it's been on the air for just almost 20 years now. And he's like, this is the highest rated, the amount of people just tuning in to comment yeah. on this he's ever seen. Ever. So which, it's a, which is pretty really easy. surprising to me. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, but I also want to be clear, like up front, like I'm a Capitals fan, but my, and so my, am I. But, but my priority is like player safety. Yes. And uh, I'll go through a little bit. I've been surprised by a lot that's happened. I was really surprised by the Rangers reaction. I was also really surprised by fellow Capitals fans. And, you know, there's some really great sites out there. Russian Machine Never Breaks. I absolutely love that site. I'm there every day, at least. That's a, a great times. site. But but it's in the comments, like, I've just been really surprised by how vitriolic Capitals fans have been defending Tom Wilson in some cases. Not all of them, but I would say a good, a good percentage. And on the flip side, how absolutely f***ed off everyone else in the world is about it. And I'll, I'll go into that. I'm just the amount of emotion that's come out of this is really surprising to me. Yeah, I would say so. And I think I think the reason for it stands with you have players out there like Tom Wilson and Brad Marchand. And for a, a time there, Chris Kreider. So Rangers yeah. fans can't yep, be too yep, upset. Yep. I true. mean, these guys were just dirty and not were are dirty. Chris Kreider was, I think, honestly, from what I've noticed with Kreider in the last several years, his game has changed. He isn't. I would agree. I hate I hated him as a goalie because it seems like he was always targeting goalies and I hated him for that. I think 
he's matured as a player. You know, at this point, as a, as a hockey player, he's earned my respect. Was it he like he accident? Well, you know, accidentally on purpose, whatever. He All was a Carey Price that he took out for like a while. Carey Price, yeah, was one of them. I mean, he was always running in the goalies. Yeah. Like that was his. That was his mo. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, interestingly a, a friend of mine went to high school with Chris Kreider and says he's a really good dude. And I think like underlying all of this, I don't think any of the people, uh, you know, I don't think Tom Wilson in, in inherently is a bad person. I don't think Chris Kreider is a bad person. Marshawn, he may be actually. I, I, I don't think I'd want to have a beer with Marshawn. But yeah. again, what, one of the things I'll, I'll highlight and Chris, maybe we can use this to launch into the discussion is perception is very challenging as human beings. It's, you know, my sister-in-law is a, is a teacher and a lot of parents, you know, their kids will do pretty bad things and their parents will be like, they did no wrong because we have a perception of the people we care about that are in our personal sphere that makes us want to defend them or support them so that, you know, if you're a, a really stalwart Capitals fan, a lot of them think Tom Wilson can do no wrong. And in the same place, like I have a lot of friends who are Bruins fans who think that Marchand is is completely innocent and has never done anything wrong. And, and even the licking thing they think is not that big a deal. That's a so big I, deal. I, I think it's, a. I really hate because I was bullied and that was one of the things that uh, people did to me as a kid before I was like gigantic and uh, people didn't want to mess with me. But yeah, thank God for that. Or I would have been licked a lot more. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden I was giant. And I didn't get licked. But anyway, so so I just want to put that out there. Like, if you're listening and you have strong emotions, we would invite you. I can't tell you how to feel. Take a breath, though, and let's try to think about this objectively and just try to distance yourself from, from how much you love these players. Like, don't get me wrong. I think I don't actually love Tom Wilson, but, like, there are players I love who have done bad things. Like, Ovi used to be a little too rough and take people out and he got suspended for it. It's hard to distance ourselves from how we feel. But let's try to do it for this podcast just so we can try to get a sense of what's happening. You think that's fair, Chris? Yeah, I think that's a good I think that's a good way to move forward. So so you you were a little distance because you were out in the woods. What did, what is your impression of all of this? Both both there was the the Tom Wilson on Butch Navich. I think Butch Navich was the guy who was on the ground that Wilson was yeah. punching, right? Then yeah. there was the Panarin situation, and then there yeah. was the Rangers response. I'd love to hear your kind of reaction to all of it. Yeah, let's talk about. We can definitely talk about his hit to the back of the head of Buchnevich, who is pro. A player in a pro, yeah, a player it's in a pro situation, and then the whole Panarin drop, and then honestly, after that, we can talk about the Rangers' response, and then Buchnevich's uh, cross check to the face of Manta. So, the situation just got uglier and uglier. So- so let's start with the the contact with Vanacek. What did you think of that? It was Buchnevich and his feet were by Vanacek and they were contending that he was kicking the trying to kick the puck in, or he was kicking Vanacek to push him into the goal. Okay, so we're talking about when Tom Wilson is punching Buchnevich after Buchnevich. Yeah, so so what led okay. to that is Buchnevich made contact with Vanacek. So so it's worth looking up. I'll say, guys, I'm a Caps fan. You don't want to make contact with the goalie. I saw like one or two sticks hitting him. Look, you, it's it's cool to send a message. I absolutely agree with that. I don't think it was as severe as people are saying. I don't think he was trying to kick Vanacek. At some point, from what I could see, this is my perception, it looked like they had realized that the thing was blown and they were trying to extricate themselves. And that's in my perception, that's when Tom Wilson 
started punching Buchnevich uh, in, in the back. This is the situation. So this really throws me right back, and that's why I'm going to have a very strong opinion on this. I think this throws me back to the situation with Steve Moore. Yeah. Uh, back when Steve Moore, you know, caused that injury to whatever, you know, Canuck it was. And then for retribution, Bertuzzi attacked Moore from behind, paralyzing him for the rest of his life and ending his career and everything else just what? about being a normal person there. No, no, but this is what I'm saying. This, These are two. I see. So it like triggers kind of, you because it reminds right. you of that. So because Tom Wilson, if that's the case and they're like, well, I'm going to get retribution on Bucinavich, with with the way he hit the prone player, Bucinavich, in the back of the head and, the, and, and like a stick was underneath there. And I'm just like, okay, there was no real threat. Everything's over. Tom Wilson went too far right there. And when he hit the prone player in the back of the head, like right, right there, I'm sorry to anyone who disagrees with me here, but that's a 25 game suspension. He All could right. have paralyzed the guy. I'm sorry, but this remind me of the Steve Moore no, no, attack. No. So, so I think, and again, like these are our perceptions. Like you guys are going to have strong feelings, and that's okay. It's okay to have, I feel like I'm talking to like a conflict management. It's okay to have strong feelings. I would say, in in my perspective, I don't think that Wilson should have hit Butchnevich. And the reason for that is because, and guys, I do like, you know, MMA and jiu-jitsu, the way Buchnevich, excuse me, was situated, he was defenseless, and the hits were causing his neck to bend in a weird yes. way, and it was dangerous. Yeah. And and Capitals fans, I read online, they're like, well, he was hitting him in the shoulder, not the head. Guys, take a breath, and it doesn't really matter what he was, where he was hitting him, like your he neck. He should have had emotional control to stop himself in this situation, he, and that's the problem with Tom Wilson is he doesn't. He doesn't have control over his emotions which makes him a very dangerous hockey player he's a skilled hockey player but when he lets his emotions take control he's the most dangerous person in the national hockey league i think and i think you're right chris i think that's the thing is at that moment he was raging he looked like he was super i think the game was frustrating ov had just left there was a lot of bad stuff happening you know sometimes our emotions get control at that moment i don't think tom wilson was in control because he was hitting a defenseless player and, you know, people argue that the argument that really me off was somebody in the comments that was somewhere was like, well, it was his back, not his head. It doesn't matter, guys. Like it doesn't you can make contact with the back. And at that angle, it could severely injure the neck. Yep. Like, And if you if you feel differently, that's your prerogative. But I'm telling you, I don't think that was called for. Now, granted, Chris, here's where I disagree on the suspension piece, because I remember who was that goalie who had a fight with Hopi and was like punching him from behind and stuff. Emery. Emery should have been suspended for that. But but he wasn't. Right. And and like I see all the time people Oh no, and that sparked a whole conversation because also at that point Emery broke the code. There's a code to hockey and there's a code to hockey fights and Emery broke the code and that's why I went, Oh, people put that up on great hockey fights. I'm like, that's not a great hockey fight, that's just an outright attack. My question to you is like what is the precedent if a player punches a player who doesn't want to fight or who is vulnerable? In what I've seen, it can be a five-minute, it could be a 10-minute misconduct. I have not really seen anybody get suspended for that. I haven't either, but in a situation like this, just because the Bertuzzi situation for hockey fans that are familiar with it and remember it, and the fact that he got to stay in the NHL is the biggest shocker of all. But that was just, I mean, he ended Steve Moore's not only hockey career, but just normalcy for him. And I think... That could have easily happened to Buchanovich here. And I think that's why Tom Wilson, I think the league needs to send a really strong, plus Tom Wilson's a repeat offender. This isn't, you know, say 
I don't know, uh, Alexander Semin, because he didn't know how to fight. You know, smacking a guy, if, if you remember oh, that fight. Oh, the Bogos? Yeah, the yeah, Bogos. Yeah. But th- in this scenario, with the position of Bushnovich, the situation everyone was in, and then Tom Wilson knowing he could have stopped there but not, that should be sending a message to the entire league that these type of attacks, because that was an attack, that wasn't a fight, that was an attack, these type of attacks are unacceptable in the National Hockey League. But here's the thing, and he got a $5,000 fine for all this, right? At the end of the day, he got a $5,000 fine for that hit to the back of the head. But it's when Lundqvist shot his water bottle at Crosby, that was a $5,000 fine. Just shot water from his water bottle out of Crosby, that was a $5,000 fine. So you're saying Lundqvist shooting water out of his bottle at, is, at is equivalent. Sidney Crosby yeah, is equivalent. Yeah, it's not. It's not equivalent at all. It's a joke. It's a joke that he wasn't suspended. And it's a joke that even if he had been suspended, he wasn't suspended really long to send a message because then you so, add on the parent situation. So, so then, okay, so I'm going to more, and again, we talked about homers and I'm perfectly fine to say like, you know, my perception is different. Maybe it's wrong. Here's a question. I don't, I absolutely think he shouldn't have punched him in the back of the head. I, I just don't see a precedent for suspending. I don't, th- I don't disagree that maybe there should be because it's obviously dangerous, but like I saw examples of, and this is not to say it's justified, this is why my reaction to it is, but I've seen these other things that seem equivalent and haven't really been suspendable offenses. So the examples I saw were like Marshawn cross-checking somebody who's on the ground in the back. Because if your head's down there, you know, there's a similar angle. Because I'm thinking of the angle of the neck. That's what concerned me most about Buchnevich is like there's yes. a potential for strain on your neck. I think about like, and again, I'm not just trying to be sour grapes. I saw, you know, Sidney uh, Crosby take a guy down and kind of push his head down. What, like... If, if this is a suspendable offense, which I'm not arguing that it shouldn't be, we need to be objective across the league. Right, and I don't like Sidney Crosby, but in that situation, did Sidney Crosby no, hit a No, I'm not player? saying it's equivalent. I'm not yeah. saying it's equivalent. I'm just saying it's similar in that it's prone, the players. We just need to define what is it. So in this case, I think what you're saying is because – was it because there was a clear loss of control by Wilson? Or there is was it because- a – it's he didn't recognize the scenario that the other the the vulnerability the other player the other person he couldn't hold his emotions in check and he's a repeat offender the repeat offender thing's a big deal it's a yeah. big deal honestly I, because because, because he's constantly doing it yeah he has a reputation he can't control his emotions okay I, I don't disagree with the repeat offender thing and, and everything else, but what what I so I don't disagree and I'm not again guys I'm not saying those other things were equivalent because then we'll start getting into a, a debate about, well, whose angle of attack was worse and was it three or four hits? The bottom line is you just shouldn't hit prone players and put them in an awkward position. And it, I agree with you. It is worse because Wilson has done this in the past. Yeah, he has. And so, yeah, I just think that, you know, for that scenario alone, he should get 25 games. Then you have to shift to like, what, 10 seconds later? Panarin. So, so, okay, so let's talk. Okay, with, just to put the thing on bed with Butchnevich, I don't know if I would call it a horrifying act of violence, but he, he did attack a prone player, punched him a couple extra times. I don't think there was, you know, I know you, you mentioned the Bertuzzi thing. I think it was bad, more because he wasn't showing control and because Butchnevich couldn't defend himself than because it was dangerous or, or super violent. Yes. Like that kind of shit happens in hockey a lot. It's just it's Tom Wilson who has shown that he has bad control and it's uh, a very what's the word like exposed player who is in kind of an awkward position. Is that is that kind of a fair agreement? Yeah, it's it everything combined makes it a 25 game suspension for me minimum. Uh, I okay. think, you know, 
I think just be you know put any other player in that scenario too. They're not they're gonna they're not gonna do what Tom Wilson did. That's the difference, and that's why you got to send the message not only to Tom Wilson but the league. Yeah, and I think this is where where like you and I disagree a little bit because yeah. and here's why because as a as a you know perception is flawed. I immediately go and think of all the times when people have been cross-checked on the ground or like there's two extra cross-checks to the back of the neck or something. And like, I want to see it consistently throughout the league. I'm not saying it's not wrong. I'm not saying Wilson wasn't in the wrong. I just want consistency. I think you're echoing a lot of fans right there is there's absolutely no consistency. And George Parrish, you thought when you got a tough guy in there that they would, things would change. No, he's, he's just as bad as everyone before him. I'm telling you, like, there needs to be a standard across the board because there definitely isn't. Because if you're kind of one of the sexier players and you're a lead scorer and you do something that a fourth liner does, you're never going to get the suspension or the, you know, attack that one of the fourth liners gets. So there needs to be a set standard across the board. And that's the problem the NHLPA is missing right now. The safety people are just, they suck. They, they don't know what their job is, and it's it actually makes the league kind of a joke. It really does. So, so let's let's you and I, I think what we can agree on is there should be a rule. If the player is vulnerable and you do anything to put them at greater risk, there should be consequences. Yeah, and headshots. Headshots is another big one, but that's a whole other conversation. It because is. Because you're, ta- you're targeting someone who's not looking. It's it, just... So let's let's move it along because I know we're we're getting up on time, but I I think we both agree. And, and guys, look, if you disagree, that's fine. I'm just telling you, I'm a huge Caps fan. This guy was vulnerable. Like if this was like MMA or a fight or something, you have to stop. Like this is is not fair. Yeah, wrong. I'm a Sabres and Caps fan, and that's the thing. Is like I'm definitely a Caps fan. I've been a Caps fan now for 13 years. But born and raised Sabres fan here, and I'm afraid of this for the Sabres when they have to face the Capitals are like a guy with Tom Wilson. I'm like, you know, when, when does he just randomly attack, you know, Rasmus Dahlin, one of our new kids or something like that's why I know I can have the perception. Like if, if the Sabres had a guy like that and the Sabres have had guys like that before John Scott, but John Scott even called out this hit. John Scott called out this hit as really dirty and thinks that the NHL is not to John Scott. All right, mo- moving okay. on. So, again, let's keep our objectivity here, Chris. Yeah. Like, I know there's a lot of them. I mean, also Michael Latta on the flip side, of course, yeah. he was a Caps guy, said it was nothing. Ever, you, you could find people to cite on both ends. Let's look mm-hmm. at it objectively. Next thing that happens is there's a scrum. Artemi Panarin, who's a superstar, tries to pull Wilson away, and what happens? And, and Wilson just drops him like a ragdoll. And this is the problem with this dropping him like ragdoll thing here. Panarin is not looking to throw punches. Panarin is a finesse player and probably one of the best players in the National Hockey League easily. And that's regardless of the fact that I don't care a lot of people like, well, you just can't let him do it to an $11.5 million player. Well, you can't let him do it to a fourth line $750,000 player either. The fact that Tom Wilson also didn't recognize that Panarin's helmet had come off and his head slams the ice is problematic. Now, I will say news has come out since that both Alexander Ovechkin and Tom Wilson have reached out to Panarin to see how he's doing. And that came out of the New York Times, I think. I saw that was, article. Yeah, that's out of the New York Post. And I'm not surprised. Well, I mean, also, isn't Panarin Russian? Yeah, Panarin's Russian. Ovi's Russian. So there's so definitely I'm sure, a I'm sure they're, you know, they know each other. I'm sure it's like, hey, bud, I hope you're okay. So I, I, don't I, just, think, I, don't, I wouldn't call Ovechkin and Panarin friends on separate issues, but... Yeah. I wouldn't either, but I, I think they probably know each other. Yeah, for sure. So so I watched the video again. What I, what I see is there's a scrum. I, I Now that I'm watching the Butchnevich thing, I think it's worse than I said. I do agree. It just – his arm is under him. It's super vulnerable. When, when Panarin jumps him, it looks like 
It looks like they're kind of – I don't agree with the, the ragdoll thing because what it looks like happens is they're tangled up, and I don't – like it's – if I was looking at this from a fighting perspective, it looks a little bit like a – like one leg got in front of his back leg and he went down hard. So I don't think Wilson was like, I'm going to throw this guy on the ground. But, but again, he didn't have emotional control to he, prevent he himself. He have emotional control. And he did not say, hey, Panarin doesn't have a helmet. I should probably relax a little bit. Right. And, and that's where this aside from the Buchnevich situation is completely different. This on top of the situation just seconds earlier makes it go well above a 25-game suspension. Now, in this situation – I would say he would just get a five-game suspension for that, so I'm giving him 30 games total, including the playoffs for this. And it's because of the two combined within the same scenario, the same situation. This should have been a – this combination of events should have been a 30-game suspension and really sent a message to the league and to Tom Wilson. Because if Tom Wilson can't get his act together, he's going to hit somebody right out of the NHL and end his own career at the same time. So, so why on this one – there's there's contact and they fall down. I see that happen all the time when people are fighting. Why is this one? So- because like I said, if this is separate from the event, no, no, but it has to be. Like you have to look at it objectively as its own thing. If it was its well, own you have thing, to look at the whole scenario is building it up. Like Tom Wilson is clearly out of control at this point, and it's a scenario built upon a scenario. So you can't but, look at. But we don't you know. know. Like here's the thing: we can as we can think Tom Wilson is out of control, but that's still a value judgment. If if it happens in a vacuum, if it's two different players. And they're in a scrum, and one falls on the other one. Is it a suspendable offense? It depends on it. Like in this scenario, with the way he dropped Panarin, I would still say in a regular scenario, without what he just did to Buchnovich occurring, I would have still given him a two to three game suspension for this. Why? Because he rec- he rec- he saw a player without a helmet and still dropped him on his head. He ragged out. He, he did not make contact. Tom Wilson's a big, strong guy. He knows better. But but that's the thing, like, and this is what I don't like about a lot of what's happening out there. Like when we say he's a big strong guy, he knows better. You got it at your strength, man. But but I'm let's. Sorry. But that's not like again, like that doesn't get us to a place where as a league we can say, hey, the following three things are illegal and you can't do them. If you are in a fight and you fall on another guy, there's no suspension. There's not even a penalty outside of the fight. I'm not saying he didn't do wrong, but like if we like the law, like you can't say, oh, well, this guy's big and strong. So, you know, the problem right now is the NHLPA doesn't have a law. It it says it does, but there's nothing out there. So I'd say you just build upon the situation until they establish some regular standards and recognizing a player doesn't have his helmet and dropping him to the ice on his head. I'm sorry, bro. That's five games minimum. But okay, But but again, (laughs) like what's the precedent? Where has that happened? Most players can control themselves and not pick up another guy and drop and rag down to the ice. He did pick him up, and he did not. I'm looking at it right now. They were tangled up. What happened is at no point did Panarin's legs – he had one leg on the ice the whole time. This is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Take out the Tom Wilson thing. Yeah. I'm not arguing that he was I, – I believe that at that moment he was not in control because then he punched him a couple times while he was on the ground. Yeah. I didn't see his head hit the ice. I didn't see him ragdoll him or throw him. Those are all value statements. I absolutely think the Butchnevich thing is deserving of something. I don't think it's 25 games, but it's something. And we need a rule that says if there's a defenseless, vulnerable player and you go after him, you're going to get suspended because we got to protect our players. Yeah. But the Panarin thing, if it was two other players, if it was in a vacuum, and I'm not saying that's how we should judge it, what I'm trying to figure out is 
what was wrong about what he did? Because I want to be very crisp. We could say, well, he he rec- the guy doesn't have a helmet. If you fight somebody without a helmet, it's a penalty. But I don't think that's what nope. we want to say. No, that's not the situation here. Yeah. They fight without helmets all the time. They try to rip each other's helmets yeah, yeah. off. So, so what's the thing that we would say? And again, like what we want to give Tom Wilson aside, what was illegal about the play? For another player safety. He like, should have been in control enough to recognize player safety. But, but like my point is like the Panarin thing, uh, the Butchnevich thing, I agree with you. The Panarin thing, it sucks that the guy got injured. What I saw is that their legs were tangled up. I, without better evidence, I can't say that Wilson lifted him. I can't say that he deliberately – now, that's that's a Russian leg sweep. It's a wrestling move or a judo move, but I don't know that that's what happened. I think it was bad in the context of the other one, but I'm just trying to analyze. If that was the only thing that had happened, would that be suspendable? And I don't think it would. But but it, I think uh, in the maybe, context maybe that, that whole situation, I'd have to watch the whole thing again. But again, I'm in a hotel Wi-Fi. <laughs> I'm good enough just to get my uh, podcast recording here. I'm trying to rewatch the whole thing and see how he what happens. Here comes Panarin. He jumps on Wilson. No, uh, Wilson slams his head down onto the Iceman. Is that after they fall or? That's as they're falling. He's all right. Let me take a look. I still think that I still think that's a five game minimum suspension. He 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 could have done better then. He could have done better. I, Emotional control. I think that's the problem right there with Wilson. And that's again repeat offender thing. And repeat offending shit hundred percent. You keep doing stuff, it's gonna keep adding up. Seriously, it's gonna keep adding up. Like it was five games last time. You didn't learn last time, so now it's ten games. This is the problem with Tom Wilson. He doesn't doesn't learn. have control. He does and that's it. that's a message you need to send. If you can't have control, he's eventually going to injure someone significantly, like he's done already. How many injuries has that guy caused? A lot. You know, it's going to end people's. He's going to end somebody's career. And shoot, man, with the way he plays, he could kill somebody. Seriously. So, so like, here's here's my summary, right? And the, by the way, the reason I'm like trying to pick this apart is not because I'm not saying Wilson is culpable. What what I'm trying to say is it's not that Wilson's not culpable. It's just that we need really clear definitions of like when is something okay, when is it not? I think I agree. Wilson was not in control. That's my perception. I don't have physical evidence of this. I don't have a video. From what it looks like, it looks like he hulked out and he got really angry. I don't think we can say, well, you're bigger. You should be in more control. Like the boarding call, you know, it was it was fuzzy. Be right. very clear. Like if somebody gets injured, we're automatically going to review it. And even if like just put this in the rules, and if somebody gets injured, we're going to review it. Oh, yeah. And if we think there was a lack of control or, a, or an intent of any kind, you could get suspended just for that. Yeah. NHL player safety should be able to have a set of standards established to make that realistic, you know, but they don't. That's the problem with the NHLPA player safety. Is there's not an established code of conduct? Truthfully, there is not. They have rules, and they talk about the rules when they suspend a guy. Because wasn't it Brendan Shanahan before, and he'd sit in his videos and talk about this is why this guy got suspended? And you're like, okay, well, it looks exactly like a hit the other night where the guy didn't get hurt and he didn't get suspended. So. And I think, like, I think what they need to do, like, I agree with you completely. It just needs to be a more objective. I, I agree. I think Tom Wilson should have been suspended because he lost control. And as a result, somebody got injured. And you can yep. say, well, he, was, he wasn't trying. No, it doesn't matter. He yep. lost control and somebody got injured. Yep. And the injury thing is the problem. I think should just have a rule. Somebody gets injured, they're going to review it. And you could get suspended if there's any, if it, it's perceived that you could have done something differently. Right. Because then people will focus on, I can be hit, I can hit people, but I can't injure them. Right, right. 
Because that's at the end of the day, like that's the worst thing. We need we need people who are emotionally intelligent. Like I like fights. I think fights are fun, but not if people are getting messed up. And, yeah, no, and, I agree. So so it's if somebody gets injured, automatic review. If you don't have control in a situation, automatic review. I, we, I mean, we haven't talked about the Butchnevich cross check on Mantha. I don't think he was in control for that, but he got a no, and that's just and he did get suspended. But I yeah. think even a cross check to the face like that should have been more than a game. And I mean, if they had, they would have you know freaked out. You know, I think Tom Wilson is a good case study for this because he's big and he he causes damage. But we need better rules in place and we need better standards. Right, and this is this is what I think the echoing of the NHL's fans is trying to get at is what is the line? <laughs> it's like, and it's really it's where is it? And nobody knows because there's just there's no set standard on how this stuff's actually supposed to unfold properly. So it's a disappointing situation because I'm a huge Caps fan and I want to like Wilson, I really do, but he just I just want him to just. Be the skilled hockey player he is and just use his head. That's and not all. injure people. Yeah, that's all I'm asking. Because I don't want him to injure one of my sabers either. So I just, or if he leaves the Capitals, I don't want him to start targeting Ovi or something. So it's like. I don't want to be the team that has the guy who injures people. Yeah, I'd rather have him on my team than not have him on my team. But it's also like, bro, come on, let's let's not try to end careers here and take out talent. I want to see the best players on the ice. Stop hurting them. Uh, so the Rangers' response. Now, the Rangers ended up, based off of the NHL's lack of suspension, ended up getting a quarter-million-dollar fine for their comments. And, well, I guess the next game, all hell broke loose, and there were fights after fights after fights in the first five minutes. In fact, I think that was an NHL record. Was it really? Yeah, it was an NHL record for how many fights to start a game. It's going to sound counterintuitive here, but I liked it. I liked the Rangers' response. Of course, the Sabre Senators brawl when obviously Chris Neal took out our team captain, Chris Drury, with a cheap headshot, and it was a cheap headshot, and he wasn't suspended for it. The Sabres like, okay, let's just send a message and beat up all of the Senators' best players. And But this game, you knew, starting the game, what was going to happen. It, you felt it. You knew this was coming. And I kind of liked if the NHL isn't going to take care of its players, I guess the players are just going to have to do it themselves. And this leads into the question is, if the NHL is not going to protect its players, are teams going to have to go back to getting face punchers? No, and and I hope that's not the case. Uh, when you say you like the the Rangers' response, did you mean the the statement or the fighting? The statement. I like the statement with. Well, no, okay, not the statement. Like I could find them quarter million. I could care less about that. I liked the fact that if they, you know, if that was my team, and that was. The, the response to maybe Wilson attacking one of my guys. I want my team, if I had, that's the thing, is that they don't have a very big, you know, they don't have a lot of guys that are face punchers. And I think that the Rangers' response was appropriate because the NHL failed. And I think if the NHL wants to get this, if the NHL is embarrassed by the scenario, which they should be, then get the safety in line. Otherwise, these are going to happen more often. Because if so, there's not a proper response, if the NHL safety players so player safety association is not going to protect its players, I guess the teams just have to do it themselves. Okay, so I, I have a couple thoughts there. I don't I don't disagree with your point about like, hey, let's let's send a statement, have some fights. I think I think it was too much. Uh, I, and you, you know, there were a couple questionable hits. There was the cross yes. check on on Mantha. Didn't like that. So I think what I'm going to point at is if it's controlled, that's fine. If you're like, hey, we're going to have a bunch of fights and it's going to be controlled, it felt unhinged. Yeah. It felt like, and I think what happened is they lost, I think they were also 
because they got eliminated from the playoffs and everything else, which I would be. I'd be furious, you know, if my player got injured, I got eliminated. You got to be control. Like it cannot end up being chaos. It can't be like a free for all fight. I'm not against fights. I'm against no control. And I I thought that it's straight too far into that. But again, like if it was my team, I'd probably want us to beat the crap out of the other team. And that's why I think it was an appropriate response by the Rangers. And I like the response by the Rangers because the second Wilson got on the ice, he knew he was going to get attacked. It took him, what, three seconds for some guy to jump him? Was it Smith? But but if if they hadn't taken him out of the game, like what would have happened, man? Like they, they took him if out they, and said he was injured so that they could de-escalate. If they would, right. And that's the thing is if they, if they would have just suspended him, they would have sent a message that we care about our players and their safety of our players. And therefore there wouldn't have been a brawl. So, but the, so if, if, if you got somebody suspend- in your neighborhood who does something wrong and they don't get arrested, it's okay to just go like beat the crap out of them. It's not a this, good argument. Is, man. You're talking about crime versus hockey, man. But that's, but that's you're, you know, the horrifying act of violence thing seemed and the way that the Rangers are talking about it, it's like they're they feel like they've been victimized. I won't say it's right. I'm saying I pro, I, I appreciate the response by the Rangers. Well, that means you think it's right. League. I don't think so, but it doesn't mean I didn't like it. And I don't think it doesn't mean I don't think it was appropriate. I'm saying that I think the NHL Player Association, the safety people, failed to do their job so the rangers sent a message to the capitals and to the league and but, i think that shouldn't have happened because the nhl should have taken care of its player but to be clear you're talking about the consensual fights not the cross check and not the, not the uh, questionable that was, hits and stuff. Okay. Oh, the questionable hits and the suspect that stuff's unacceptable and that's where it became unhinged and okay. but again this is where emotions now take over because the nhl isn't doing its job to protect its players so, so I agree. I think fighting between two people who want to fight, I think it's fine because again, it gets the it gets the emotions out. It's it helps you posture. I I think I agree with you there. Yeah, I think in closing, I'm okay with that. On on the statement, I actually don't disagree with putting out a statement. I I do think that the text of the Rangers statement was a bit hyperbolic and did not. I don't think it served their interest. I would, I would, you know, it's kind of like you say, if you're angry at something, write a letter and then sit on it and then check it the next day. <laughs> and I'm not trying to say like Rangers fans, I know you were angry. That's totally fine. I would have been angry too. It just, it came off a little too much. I would have said like, Hey, we're really disappointed by this. And you know, fine. Call out Paros. I have no problem with that. Yeah. But just some of the language that was used, it, it felt like it felt a little too emotional, not in the like, we're really serious way, but in the like, we're, you know, petulant way. Yeah. 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 I think that's why for that statement, I, I find with the quarter million dollar hit, I think yeah. the NHL handled that. Okay. But for me, I'm okay. They wrote a letter. They were angry. They got fined a quarter million dollars for, was it worth it at the end? Did you run and write a quarter million dollar statement? I wouldn't have, but that's why I think the NHL kind of sent that message too. But the NHL should have just, if the NHL handled everything properly, this wouldn't be even a topic of conversation. Yeah, I think – and let's just go back to that. Like at the end of the day, look, you're going to have different feelings, you people listening. That's okay. We both want to hear what you have. There's A lot of people have an opinion on the situation. So if you're listening to this podcast, I know the incident at this point's almost been a week ago, but definitely tune in and, and let us know. You know, Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Do you think my 30-game suspension is ridiculous? Because apparently Ben I think, does. I think it's too much. Right. But I what would you think would be pro- okay. Let's finish that off with wrapping this up. What do you think would have been an appropriate suspension for Tom Wilson? I don't know. I like I and I I know that's a cop out. I would need to see what had happened in other situations that were similar. Okay. 
And, and that's what I get to. So like people before, if you're going to post, because this is, again, I've been reading all the Caps boards. I know everybody on the Caps side is angry and everyone on the Rangers side is angry. Take a breath. If you're angry, take a breath. It's all about control and just think objectively. Like I've seen a lot of people post really good responses on Russian Machine Never Breaks where they're like, hey, let's actually think about this. And people just go, what are you in the Ranger's pocket? Like, no. Oh, man. I, I tell you, that's what you deal with so many with so many fans that are just too emotionally wrapped into their own team. You that's because they love all- the team. I get it. Like I, yes. I love the Capitals, man. But at the same time, that was a right. Wilson did something that was not okay, and he's he's been doing it. So so if you want to know, like, am I in the pocket? No, I'm not. Here's what I'm in the pocket of. I don't want to be known as as the guy who supports the guy who hurts people. Yeah. And I don't want people to get hurt. I really like hockey, and I want the best competitors to be there because I want to win fair and square. I agree completely. I agree completely. And I think you said the blindness of people to their own team sometimes. You just got to recognize that, yes, one team's wearing this color, one team's wearing that color. But at the end of the day, these are still human beings on the ice that have families and friends and loved ones. And you don't want to see people get hurt. You don't. and or it's career just, ended or or any no people should not get hurt like unless if it's look it's gonna happen it shouldn't be because of stupid shit like this absolutely i agree with you completely i think this is a great place to end this podcast so we definitely want to hear what you all think tune in and let us know hit us up on twitter and until then this is chris and ben good night everyone we're in pigeon hockey and we'll catch you next time